up, East High? Hi, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 56 of High School Musical 2. Minute 56 starts out with Sharpay running towards her T-spot with a basket of pink balls and ends with Taylor shaking her head. Oh, we're going to talk about Taylor. Um, (laughs) Ikandra, I have heard a rumor that we are over halfway through this movie. Indeed. We we finally made it. 55 to 56 was right around the that halfway point, so over the hump, over the hill as it were. So, can you believe we're only halfway through? Based on it, it, your What is that? What like is, so like Was that Oh, it, it sounded like that was a quote or something. No, like you've only seen half of this movie so far. It's hard to believe that we're only halfway through. It's hard to believe that you couldn't sneeze. It's hard to believe that I couldn't sneeze. Um, um, just because it seems like so much has happened in this movie. But has anything? To quote Hairspray, uh, I know we've come so far, but we've got so far to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's keep going because Sharpay's hey, got a bucket Zac of pink balls. was in that movie. Yeah, he was in that movie. Um, yeah, um, Troy, Troy says, cool balls. He's trying. <laughs> he's trying. You can like hear the contempt in his voice. Though. Yeah. I also appreciate just like so Sharpay knows how to hold the club. Not well. And she doesn't hit the ball well. But I like how Troy is just like tossing the ball relatively near her feet. And it's like, okay, <laughs> hit it. <laughs> Did you catch it's, that? It's not even on a T, yeah. So Sharpay says, like, by a couple weeks from now, I'll be an expert, thanks to you. Uh, I, f- I forget exactly what she says. Yeah. By the end of the summer, I'll be a pro. Yeah. See, there we go. This is the perks of having a show like this, is you get one person who just kind of vaguely mutters something, <laughs> and then the other person who actually was paying attention. And then Troy <laughs> responds very kindly with, if I live that long. <laughs> yes. That was what I wanted to get to. <laughs> Um, which is timed well because at that exact moment, Sharpay takes her swing and loses her club in the in the backswing. It, it goes flying behind out of her. her hand. Does not which, hit thank a child. Goodness it did not hit the child <laughs> in the, ne- the next row over. I thought the same thing. I, I, but you know, like behind the scenes, they were like, "Okay, after you're out of the shot, you are out of the Run out of the away. way," <laughs> because we have a dangerous stunt. But Sharpay's not really paying attention, so I also see that, like, she could have let it slip to be cute or something, or to start initiating the conversation, which she really is what she wants to do, which is talking about the talent show. Yeah. Wait, do you also see that she just, like, she takes off her sunglasses because they kind of come flying off on her swing, Mm -hmm. and then she just, like, throws them on the ground behind Troy? Because she doesn't care. She's rich. Yeah. Those are probably, like, $700 dollars. Wasn't mm-hmm. there a thing in Fabulous where her sunglasses disappeared and appeared? Yeah. It is, did she just like have magic sunglasses? Is it like Percy Jackson's pen sword where it <gasps> always reappears Riptide? in his pocket? I'll always talk about Riptide. Um, I I doubt it because there are different sunglasses than the one she was wearing in Fabulous. In Fabulous, we also potentially think was a dream sequence. So <laughs> it might be a dream. None of it us. was real. <laughs> I had this dream, and you were there, and you were there. 
Uh, so she's just like, all right, but what about the show? We're performing together. And Troy is like, well, you know, singing's not really my thing. But she's like, all the Red Hawk boosters will be there. Plus, you promised. <laughs> yeah, no, she's... As I, as I mentioned in the last minute, she's, like, really, like, laying out all the manipulation tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's like, you'll, she'll, you'll lock up that scholarship with a high C from center stage. Yeah. And it's like, if Troy were hitting a high C. Yeah, usually you need more than a high C to lock down your scholarship. You're right. Um, usually you need at least an A minus. <laughs> yeah. But that's the point. The boosters will be there, even with whatever his grades are. Scholarship locked down. Which doesn't make sense, because they're seeing yeah, him sing, it doesn't. not play basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, I mean, they, they know his basketball skills. They don't know his singing skills, because no one goes out to the, the East High Winter musicale, musicale. If, if Sharpay's not the lead. Winter Musicale is not the starring show of the year. Yeah. It was the it was the it was the spring it was the spring play that the, the opera girl was mm. the lead for. Mm. Everyone turned up for that one, and she's going to Berkeley next year. Do you think Opera Girl is related to Adam Sandler's character Opera Man? Could <laughs> Opera Man lives in Albuquerque? Yeah, mm, not impossible. There isn't there a really big like opera venue in like Albuquerque? Hard to say. I just where I used to live in New York, there was a really big one, and I know they used to talk about RBG going there and one like down south somewhere, but I don't remember where. Well, Sharpay tries to get Troy to say yes by saying, "Aren't we all in this together?" Yeah, which um, callback. Yeah, well, again, she's like just doing like every trick in the book of like, dude, like I this is not this is not an option. You're doing it. Like she, re- it's a and she really, it's non-negotiable. Yeah, she, and she really like when she brings up the promise thing. It's like, plus he promised. It's like, yeah, but you know that he only promised just because he was being nice. Like you, like that's not like reasonable people don't like, but say, but you promised. Like that's not a that's a manipulation tactic for our yeah. young listeners at home. That's a manipulation tactic. Don't trust them. <laughs> yeah. Granted, there you know there are times you know if you're like trying to keep people from doing unhealthy habits and you're trying to hold them to their promise, then yes, that is a good time to hold promises really strong. And obviously, like marriage is a promise that you should keep too. Um, Depending on the conversation <laughs> you have, <laughs> um, Troy in the middle of this conversation really lays down the line. He's like, "Hey, Sharpay, like this is my job, and it." It's not my job to sing with you. Uh, that is not what I'm getting paid for. Yeah. And I like that he goes that route. Like, he has been put outside of his role at the country club so frequently now. And he's like, no, this is my job now. I am responsible for teaching you and these children how to play golf. <laughs> and and she's not even, like, bothering to try to learn how to play golf. It's just like... She just wants to do whatever she wants while she's running around and get things her way. Like, Sharpay, mm-hmm. <sighs> what are we going to do with you? We're going to distract you by talking about clothes. Yeah, and that that was an interesting thing was um, 
she compliments his shoes. Yeah. And that, like, changes the topic. And then, I don't know, it's weird because Troy, like, engages with that conversation in, like, a friendly way. It's almost like how he tricked Sharpay at the end of the deleted scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> is that an intentional thing or is it just bad writing? Um, I bet it's intentional, like sh- like Sharpay being like a bird, something shiny. Yeah, but there's no like she didn't bring up his shoes to be like aha, and here's my tactic to get the conversation in a direction I want to go because her tactic, what to get the conversation in the direction she wanted to go was get him to say yes to singing with her mm-hmm. and distracting with the shoes isn't accomplishing that well no um because troy starts diverting and being like your parents have been really nice and then she's like yeah see how nice they've been look at your shoes yeah i guess she's just like trying to build a friendly rapport in general yeah but it's like troy troy doesn't want to have like an awkward conversation he wants to just be able to like laugh and joke around so it's like oh they're italian and then he's like making making light not not in like a mean way but he's just making friendly conversation yeah and sharpay moves in a little closer and like obviously like starts crossing that line that she tends to do yeah she makes it try to seem flirty yeah and this is where we get taylor who had walked into into the shot about 20 seconds before in the background like Holding a flag that one, like a tour leader holds, like, hey, I'm the person you need to be following. Yeah. And she's I like she's leading another tour kid. of kids. Like, yeah. It's confusing. She's a camp counselor now. They forgot yeah, what, what she was doing, so they made her a camp counselor. Yeah. And it, it, it's indicative of like every complaint we've had about the characterization of Taylor for like the last 20 minutes of this movie. It's like she has just become like, insert Taylor where it is convenient for her to be there and to catch something or be sassy. Yeah. Yeah. And the the whole like the sassy black woman who shakes her head disapprovingly. It's like, come on with this. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> it's really it's like you already have done Moni Coleman a disservice by not knowing how to like not even trying to do black hair. Yeah. And then you throw the stereotype. Yeah, and it's and it's she's not in any position to like fight for a bigger role in the movie cuz she's probably just glad to be in one of like the biggest movie things ever and like her her and Corbin Blue were like providing such good representation in a in a field where it hasn't always been there. And at the same time it's like but it's just lip service. It's nothing. It's mm-hmm. And it's almost it's counterproductive. This, yeah, yeah. At this point, I I bet they were probably more frustrated with how limited their roles became in this movie. It's like, yeah, we had these awesome roles in the last movie, and then now we're stuck with this contract, basically. Yeah, Corbin at least has like one or two other dance numbers that he's probably rehearsing, but Taylor, like Monique, doesn't do those. Like, mm-hmm. that's not her role Which is in the movie. Unfair because she is a stage performer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always think of of when we were talking about High School Musical, the concert. Yeah. Like when Modi Coleman was there, but she she only like was back up in like two songs. Yeah. She was there to balance it out. Yeah. It's just so awkward. Uh, Yeah. I don't even 
is there anything else like this isn't even like new stuff like this is all rehash yeah like why are we even having this scene it's all stuff that we just already had well i think it's again to show sharpay's role in troy's quote-unquote improvements at the country club all come back to her and it's like she probably picked out the Italian leather shoes. Like, let's, we've talked about that. Like, she knows his clothes size and picked out what was in his locker. Um, Wait, do you think Sharpay can do that Sherlock Holmes style just like by looking at him? You said that last time. <laughs> I'm not answering it because I've already answered this question before. <laughs> but Fulton telling Troy in the last minute, like, these people have power use what you can of them to to gain your own power it's just like troy's trying to do that but in a way without communicating to anyone and it seems very sketchy to taylor who is already suspicious of troy <laughs> but which, like why but like why wouldn't anyone else get that like right away it's like yeah the evanses are rich we're all here because we're getting paid and troy's making that bag like just let him do his thing like, at no point has Troy given the slightest indication that he's unfaithful to Gabriella. No, but Taylor hasn't liked Troy. She went oh, along yeah, with true. it, but she doesn't like Troy. And I'm she's not saying She's sticking her, to the status quo. Yeah, I'm not saying her position is good. Troy is right for grabbing money. I'm not saying either of those positions are correct. It just seems like Troy is trying to go beyond his normal self and maybe manipulate in a way that he is less known for. But at the same time, Taylor is so hyper-focused on Gabriella being too good for Troy. Yeah, which is a wild concept. No one's too good for Troy Bolton. Except for Taylor. He's the perfect boy. He is the perfect boy. He's the he's the ultimate mega super hottie. That might be right. I thought it was bomb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Hottie super bomb. Yeah. Hottie super bomb. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> um. <laughs> do you want to just skip to the decom of the week segment? Honestly, we, we have more of this next next week, so we'll just oh, we'll, boy. <laughs> we'll keep talking about Taylor's distrust and Sharpay. It trying was to... it was really strong just because the minute did end with like the 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 Taylor... sassy black woman shaking her head thing. I was like, this is really on the nose, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like we go back every now and then and think, all right, what is this teaching children about TV, like understanding TV and film? Yeah. This is just reinforcing a, a stereotype that is a major problem and a huge hindrance. <laughs> and we still have this issue today. <laughs> anyway, so um, we're going to we're going to cross over to Disney properties and pitch a TV movie, a TV special in which these two properties would overlap in a sort of TV decom kind of way. Mm-hmm. Condra, what have you selected? <laughs> so I decided to pick one of my top five Disney films. And you won't guess this one because no one ever remembers it. I'm going with The Rescuers. Okay. This is kind of interesting. All right. Because I was, I, was, I was thinking about, you know, you know, you know Pete? Like catching Pete? No, like Pete, he's like a cat. He's Pete like the cat? Goofy's rival. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this Head is interesting because like he is a cat, and he's the rescuers are famously mice. Yes. 
but they befri- they sometimes have cat friends. Sometimes they don't. Yes, but the rescuers live in a world with humans and non-anthropomorphized other animals that are just like there are animals that talk. animal sized. Yeah. So but peg. Okay. Are, are we doing peg leg Pete or Pete the cat? Yeah, we need we need. Okay, so the rescuers are like are like these detective type. They are humanitarian slash detectives. They are part... So the rescuers... The, in the 1970 film, The Rescuers, you have two primary mice, uh, Miss Bianca and Bern- Bernard. And A couple of deuteragonists. What? A couple of deuteragonists. Mice? Deuteragonists is like protagonist, but, but, but two. Dudes? Oh. <laughs> okay. So Miss Bianca works for the Rescuers Society, which is a group of mice that try and help people or animals or what have you. Um in the books they're famously like helping animals and stuff, but they also every now and then help people. And in the movie they get a message in a bottle from a young girl who's been kidnapped and taken to live with an evil woman. Living in a swamp. Evil woman. Uh, Medusa. And she's kidnapped this young girl because she'll fit down this well to find a diamond. And, well, well, well. Um, Bernard and Miss... Bernard is a janitor, KP unit, at the Rescuer <laughs> Society. And... Um, gets roped into this adventure and he's a very reluctant adventurer but miss bianca is so beautiful and glamorous and perfect basically that he goes along to help her and are they, they end in up love are they married i thought they were married they no they end up falling in love throughout the course of the film but they don't start okay. as partners she's oh, a representative start... from the uk and he okay, like that's, works that's yeah. interesting i thought they were like established as a pair from the get-go all right. So, um, and and there's a sequel, Rescuers Down Under, um, and they go to Australia to um, help a young boy who got who's was kidnapped by an evil person to get jewelry or treasure of some sort. <laughs> I'm less Fun. familiar with the second one than I am with the original. And Pete the Cat is a, a, a large, um, like like rotund. Disgusting cat man. He's like Felix the cat, but if it was a football player that's been retired for a while, and it's just like very like I'm thinking if Felix the cat, who is the old cartoon character, was human sized, like three hundred pound, seven feet tall. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's got this like massive. He's got this like round jaw and like round figure overall and he's kind of like he's kind of like hairy and gross. Yeah, he kidnaps Minnie a lot in the old cartoons and over time he just he becomes an antagonist. He in the House of Mouse series on on um Disney Channel, the old animated show, um he brings the villains in. Although sometimes Pete the Cat is like part of I keep saying Pete the Cat, and I think of the Dean, the the picture books. Yeah. So do we just want to call him Pete? <laughs> yeah. And, and and in, like, a Goofy movie, Pete is just, like, Goofy's neighbor or something, right? Yeah, it's a little bit like, um, 
the neighbor from Pee Wee's Big Adventure that he's kind of annoying, but like they kind of get on well at the end. Yeah, like sometimes he's like uh, an associate who's not explicitly evil, just kind of annoying. And sometimes he's like legitimately a bad guy who has evil intentions. But that's part of what makes the character fun is like, oh, in this thing, he's kind of like friendly, but you know you can't entirely trust him. Yeah. So which role do we want Pete to be in this time? Well, it seems like the easy way would be to just be like, well, he kidnapped Minnie and the rescuers have to go (laughs) rescue her. Oh, my God. That's so funny to imagine Minnie Mouse is like actual mouse sized. (laughs) <laughs> or or not as mouse-sized, but the rescuers are still mouse-sized. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Minnie goes, what are you? And they're like, we're mice. But she's like, but I'm a mouse. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> but she's like, but what about my ears? And you're like, what ears? Those are just like circles on your head. <laughs> that constantly are circles. You never see them out of profile. Um <laughs> Or or Pete is like has to have a redemption arc. D- is and... he the one that brings in the call of distress and helps Miss um, Bianca and Bernard get to their location? He takes over the po- place of like Orville and Wright, the two pelicans or albatross, albatross that um transport. <laughs> he like gets them in his his van from Goofy the Goofy movie and like transports them cross country. Yeah, but he's also like a double agent. Mm. Like he wants the rescuers to go rescue, quote unquote, this child who's like at a place where there's a secret diamond, because apparently that's what the only thing the rescuers rescuers are able to do. And he he wants the child to get saved, but he wants to like get the, punch the person who gets the diamond and get it for himself. Mm-hmm. So, so at the end of the day, like he has to learn from Miss Bianca and Bernard how to like be a good person and so you get you get your final moment of like mm. no Pete what's like we're, we're, you got to do the right thing and he's like holding the diamond in one hand and the child in the other hand and much he like Indiana Jones the in the lava. and the last crusade yeah he has to let the thing go to rescue the kid yeah I, think I don't we know just why I put it. lava I, in there but I, I like the idea <laughs> no of there's lava a there's lava yeah, yeah it's a volcano yeah um, they drive to Hawaii. <laughs> you can't drive to Hawaii. It's way too far. Travel by map, Tyler. God. <laughs> um, or Alaska. We haven't seen them in a cold location yet. Yeah. Yeah. Where are the rescuers starting and where are they going? Well, they usually and, and, yeah, start does in it New just York. Become, does it kind of just become a goofy movie style road trip with Pete mm, the Cat? Shoot. But no, that's on brand for Pete the Cat. Yeah. Like, um. I, I mean, I think yeah. we got that in one, so. Yeah, I think, I think we nailed it. <laughs> um, we had a working property. What, 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 does, what does Pete teach the rescuers? That anatomy doesn't actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than, the visual, other than the visual humor of Pete, who is a cat, who is large, and the rescuers who are small. Um, like, what does he learn? Does he teach them how to, like, treat themselves and enjoy themselves to something pleasurable but responsible like they get turned yeah like like <laughs> pete you know like pete is like a glutton and yeah you know yeah yeah um probably fat phobic as a character yes. but like 
doesn't have to be portrayed in that way. He can be portrayed as like a character who's like, hey, I'm going to eat this pizza, but like, you know, I'm also going to do the dishes. Like maybe he likes to cook and he's going to like make them a delicious meal. And they're going to be like, well, we only eat granola bars and and yogurt. And he's like, but what? You don't enjoy yourselves? And and he and maybe Bianca and Bernard are like, like their entire relationship is based around work. They don't have anything that they enjoy for themselves. So yeah. he maybe well, traveling. I think largely, like Bianca does her work because she likes to travel. But yeah, yeah. But they don't. But they they don't have he like doesn't. anything else that brings their relationship together. So they're, maybe he yeah fosters some sort of like time. Like he puts together a romantic meal for them. He makes Bernard actually come from. And I realized I call him Bernard. I think his name is technically Bernard, but Miss Bianca says it Bernard just because of her accent. So I've always called him Bernard, oh, and I know that's... people are going to start yelling it's Bernard. Um, I just need no, no to No one's going to yell at that, yell at us, Condra. Um, no one's listening. Pl- please do yell at us. Please, please yeah. get at us on Twitter. We would love to be corrected on Twitter. Um, I will post again on Twitter if someone gets mad at me. We, on Twitter. we will know. We will know we have made it if, if people are yelling at us on Twitter. <laughs> but I, I like that idea. Maybe Pete helps Bernard bring out a skill that yeah. he doesn't really show in the original. Like he he shows that he's kind, but he's also very apprehensive and like he's skillful, but he's so choked up on that. But maybe Pete helps him bring out like. Maybe a love of cooking that Miss Bianca didn't know about, even though they got married in the Rescuers Down Under. And he likes travel, but that's because Miss Bianca likes travel. And maybe Pete helps them build a better understanding of each other that's not outside of work. And I I think cooking might be a very interesting way, because I could see Bernard being like a cook guy. Uh, Plus, we love love rodents who can cook, so. Hey, I (laughs) love me some Remy. (laughs) <laughs> um, all right yeah well it's never going to happen just because of the visual aesthetics don't match yeah but no not character at all. wise I mean, we found something interesting yeah <laughs> and i just want to see more rescuers apparently the rescuers are like a super thing overseas like they make appearances at disneyland paris and at the many parks in east asia but it's really annoying that they like the rescuers doesn't have as much of a presence yeah. ever in the united states we don't have to talk about it. It's my understanding that Rescuers Down Under is regarded as like a pretty good movie. It and the is, original yeah. is like kind of like, eh. But the, it's, the, it's one of very few sequels that the Disney animation, like the main, main department has actually produced. And it wasn't just like a sell-off sequel the way like Pocahontas yeah. 2 or Cinderella 2. <laughs> or Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, um... We'll, we'll keep talking about High School Musical and more DCOMs in future minutes. But until then, Condor, where can people find us on the internet? People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, 2-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Please tweet at us and tell us how to pronounce Bernard. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite mouse. That's not Mickey. <laughs> Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll catch you next time for another action-packed episode of Wildcat Minute. You can bet on it.